Welcome to Sideline Sports. You got the most important place with the most important face. John Shear, you got Jake Malik, and you got Eric Wilson. No JB. He's in Italy. How are you doing tonight, gentlemen? I'm already regretting my choice to let you start the show because while that was funny and I I was entertained by it, it was um I think eccentric is a good word to describe that. And yeah, right before we started, you're like, you're there's like, oh, a lot of good stuff going on with the NFL, and there'll be nothing going Eric, on. Hold on. Eric has yet to say a single word before the show started. He hasn't said a word. The show has now started. We're even almost a minute I in. Think. Hold on. We're almost a minute in. I have not heard him say a single word. Eric, first of all, how are you? Second of all, what's going on with the silence? I know there's something. I know something's up. I know it's not just an accident. I know that. I know this is calculated. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, thank you. It always always a pleasure to be a part of the, the flagship of the Silent Sports Network. Sideline Sports, uh, you know, shout out to our man JB holding it down in Italy. As long as that brother is safe and having a great time, that's all I care about. Um, Absolutely. Jake, you're actually right. Um, I, I was quiet, which is very uncharacteristic of myself uh-huh. this evening because, you know, I wanted to I wanted to hear from everybody. I, there was a lot of conversation happening today on our YouTube page with regard to what we're going to get into tonight. But John Shear and I have a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a rivalry going on, if you will. If you notice, I am not dressed in my traditional uh, attire. Yes, I have the hat, and I had to get my contacts out because I had my eyes dilated earlier, and I was just like, whoa, I need to chill. But typically, you do see me in a sports arena polo. Mondays right. and Wednesdays, it's black. Any other day of the week, I have several other colors, colors that I can change from. But you see, John Shear over the last few weeks has been... <laughs> poking at me, if you will, because he feels that the Ben Simmons, James Harden trade does not benefit Philadelphia. Although since James Harden has come to Philadelphia, they have been a winning percentage uh, with him, James Harden, Ben Simmons. I mean, I'm sorry, James Harden, Joel. No, let me start again. Joel Embiid, James Harden, Travis Maxey. Uh, these gentlemen Tyrese are putting up Maxie. numbers. Travis, thank you. They're putting up numbers. And John Shear is still in disbelief that yep. the Philadelphia 76ers, as I have stated on numerous occasions, are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. He feels his Miami Heat are a better all-around team. That's that's not a surprise. I'd just like to chime in and say, of course, he says that. That's, and so, that's how this you know, usually goes. Sometimes it is better to just lay back in the cut and just let things play out. However, see, John has been trying to get at me. He knows that only certain people <laughs> poke the bear, poke the dragon, if you will, before the dragon comes out. And John has done that. And so I feel it's only fitting that I appear here tonight on, again, the flagship show of Sideline Sports Network to say, John Shear, as a Miami Heat fan, my brother, I am your worst nightmare. And I need you to understand that. And I don't. After Saturday, I still don't. And Matt is already in the chat saying we need to make a bet. So I'm that's actually what I'm here to do. Um thirteen dollars. You know, you know? No, see, John, I'm supportive of you when you go against Babs. I am in your corner. I might be the Thank only you. person in your corner, but I'm in your corner for that. That's a good I corner believe to be in. John Shear is going to be victorious against Babs. But 
But I think John Shear. Hold on, real quick reminder. Eric has got fourteen dollars on you, John. Remember that. Don't forget that. Actually, it has gone up from thirteen to seventeen. Whoa. Okay. All right. Vegas line is moving a little bit. Since you and I, John, are going to be together in the month of June. Sure. Um, when the Washington Mystic face the Chicago Sky, I think you and I should make a little dinner bet, John. Sure. Um, you know, whichever team is either A, still in the playoffs, or hopefully at that time we're both in a seven-game series. I think you when and I, I should win, have I just want to let you know that I'm a frugal person, so I'm not going to order a, a lot. <clears throat> I'm an easygoing guy. I like my steak well done. He's, of course, I'd how like it should to point be. out he's doing this because like hamburgers, he knows he's going to lose. Chicken tenders. So his thing is, I'm let me plant the guy. seed to be you know, a little bit relaxed on this. That way, Eric maybe will return the favor. That's what this is oh, about. No. I know. No, 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 no. I'm a frugal But John and I are going to do a, a dinner bet. Whichever team goes further, or okay. hopefully it comes to fruition that our two teams meet in the playoffs, and then whichever team wins that series, John and I are going to do a little dinner bit. That's let what me, I would like to propose. Let me ask to this. this year. Let me, let me, as the middleman, because I have no sure. stakes in this. Uh, what happens if you both lose in the exact same round? Well, then oh, the tiebreaker goes to the higher seed. No. It's a wash. Why not? I mean, we're, okay. we're okay. a higher seed. We should have a tiebreaker. I but think we're tiebreakers. We're two and I one think, no. you. I'm going to propose a tiebreaker. I got you. a better one for you. I'll propose an even better tiebreaker. Number one, the first tiebreaker should be who played more games in the series. If let's say, John, your heat, I'm just making this up, of course, gets swept in whatever Not round. Not happen. This is He's an example. They get swept, and then Eric, your Sixers lose in five games. Eric wins the bet because his team staved off elimination and won at least one game in the series. And if that is the case, that they both lose in the same amount of games, then I think the next bet should be who had the better scoring differential in all the games combined. Make it a little interesting that way. So you take the combined games because now you got the same amount of games. Who had a better differential? I feel like those are those are those are tiebreakers that I guarantee you. One of which. I just want to point on. out one of those tiebreakers. Someone like will win. Won the finals when Harden didn't play. I'm just saying the only game where Joel Embiid had a bad game in the last like 500 games. Oh, what happened? It just happened to be against us where he went four of 15. You know, most of his points came from the free throw line. So stick it in that crawl, James Tatum. Four of 15. How don't do you, you know? forget that. How do you know that James down to Miami. Right James Harden goes out James. partying the night before, and then he doesn't play. Don't you give me that nonsense. You All remember right, that four for Before 15. we get to that, do we do both parties agree to these stipulations that I have tried to help create for yes, tiebreaker? I, 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 I am ha- do I, I am, agree to this? I, yes. Do I agree I to this deal? Of course. It's a great right. deal. I, I think right. it's a great so, deal. Um, mark it down right now. It is March 8th. It is 8.37 p.m. Eastern time as we are live recording this. You have both agreed to this bet, and the stipulations were as follows. Whichever team goes further, they their, uh, their fan wins. Whichever one of your teams go further. If they end up in the same round and they both lose in the same round, whoever played more games in their respective round would also win. If it comes down to they both do that and they both they lose in the same round, lose in the same amount of games, Scoring differential, that person with the higher score. What you mean scoring differential? We're a higher seed, man. That, that shouldn't matter. Should Absolutely count. not. Better if team. anything, if anything, you're a higher seed and you lose, you should automatically lose no, because it's be more pathetic that you lose. No way. Nonsense. John, we're you just dug yourself team. a hole. If you're the, let's we're say you're number two team. seed and the Sixers are the number four seed. 
Right. I'm and we're beating up. them in the season series. So I'm Hold just on. saying. But if right the number now. two seed or the number four seed loses, which is bigger of a downfall? That's right, the number two seed. So, John, I'm trying to help you. Do not screw yourself in this situation. I am being neutral, but I will pick Eric's side if you keep just hurting yourself in these arguments. You're not doing anything for yourself. Just stop while you're ahead. Because I made completely fair rules where nobody has any sort of advantage. I agree to the stipulations, Jake, and thank you for bringing them to light. I figure those would be fair, and they're completely unbiased. They don't favor either team. It's completely fair. There you go. There you go. All right. Gentlemen, we got a lot of NFL stuff to talk about. Um, I'll throw it to either of you on which thing you'd like to start with. There's, uh, I would say, three pretty important topics that I feel like we need to cover uh, at some point tonight. So whichever of those three, I'm assuming you you both know which three I'm talking about. I mean, there's three major stories from uh, the past two days. So whichever you'd like to start with, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Well, I'll start by saying I got fooled yet again. The okie doke, the banana in the tailpipe. You know, the word had come down on Twitter that Aaron Rodgers had signed a deal with the Green Bay Packers for years, $200 million, $153 million guaranteed. Well, that was a false narrative. Yep. He said that he will, in fact, be returning to the Packers. But they didn't specify. But the discussions of his contract were still – there was no agreement. And so, you know – the news came down. We jumped on the sports arena, did a quick, you know, 30, 35 minutes just talking about the expectation, talking about where he is. And then to follow that up by finding out that it was false, the, the contract. The deal itself, yeah. The deal itself, thank right. you. Yeah. So I got fooled. I got okay. I fooled for the banana in the tailpipe. And <laughs> when you, you I, know what? Here's what I'll tell you. It's pretty simple. Who'd you hear it from? You probably heard from Schefter, right? Or Rappaport, one of the two. Right, yeah. one of those two, right? Whose fault is that? Is that ours or theirs, right? Ultimately, they're the ones that we get the information from. We don't have our own sources. Those are those guys. I think a lot of people were fooled, even them. And you know what? It's okay, because we're not alone. They were fooled. We were fooled. Everybody was fooled. You know what? There's nothing you could do about it. And I, I look, I appreciate the honesty, but I think we were all fooled. I don't think there's... You know, an outlet out there that can't say they got fooled. Everybody did because you know what? You heard it from one of those two, and you said, "Up, oh, there you go. There's the news, and that's but it." But I have to agree with Matt, who's in the chat, saying, "From moving forward, I'm just going to listen to Pat McAfee when it comes to Aaron Rodgers." I was going to say, I was going to say, hold on. If you're going to say you're listening to Pat McAfee, period, we need to have a very serious discussion. If you mean just in regards to Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I'm all in for it. Yeah, but I want to, I want to ask this. So Aaron Rodgers goes back to the Packers, whatever. Now that deal, we don't know if that's if those figures are even remotely true. I, I don't know because it could be like you know a, a couple million dollars off here or there, or it could be like a hundred dollars, a hundred million dollars off. Right? We don't know. We don't know. But let's just, for argument's sake, say those numbers are somewhere in the ballpark of realistic. Are the Packers insane? Like, are, are they, do you? I think they're overpaying. If that's the case, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I, I, I'll, I'll keep my thoughts of why I think they're paying too much. To after I hear what you two have to say, but let's just again, for argument's sake, say those numbers are somewhere in the right ballpark. He just doesn't want it to be coming out yet until it's signed and you know official. What are the What are the initial thoughts from you two? Because Eric, I know you guys did a live video 
on the channel today. But again, I told you, I didn't watch it on purpose because I wanted to have this conversation be as genuine as possible. So you may be repeating yourself, but I have no idea. So what I said was, do I feel they're overpaying for him? And I never really said a yes or no. What I said was, he needs to come away with two Super Bowl championships. If the contract that was put out today, four years, $200 million, $153 million in guaranteed right. money, and the fact that they have franchise-tagged Devontae yep. Adams, yep. they need to win two Super Bowls. And I said there are two things that I need Aaron Rodgers to do. Number one is beat San Francisco in the playoffs. And number two, win a Super Bowl. Do I feel they overpaid for him is your question. Assuming when that you're a two time in the ballpark, right? When you're a two time reigning MVP, you have owned the NFC North pretty much your entire career. Every year, it is pretty much the Green Bay Packers and then maybe another two or three teams within the right. entire conference. Yep. And then everybody else. It, it's hard for me to say that they overpaid because Green Bay realizes they got a top tier guy and they have done everything to keep him, including back the truck up to his house and say how much you want. We got you the running back that you wanted. We got you the wide receiver that you wanted. We got you the coaches that you wanted. Got There's you Randall no Cobb last year. Right, right. Yep. We got There's your old friend. Right. That Green Bay, the organization can Absolutely. do. You know, so you you can't you can't do more for that man. You've right. done everything. Right. If do I feel they overpaid for him? That still remains to be seen. You right. know, if this contract, if he plays this full contract, which is right. four years, and he comes away with two more rings, absolutely, the, the contract's worth it. But right now, I the jury is still out. Okay. Now, if he comes away with no rings but multiple MVPs, just out of curiosity, what would your verdict be on that? No, if he no, it doesn't matter. Okay. If he has to come oh, away with two just, two Super Bowl rings. He needs to leave with a minimum of three rings. He's already got one. You got to get two more. Fair. Okay, John. Yeah, it's not about whether they overpay him. It's about what they do with the rest of the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Aaron Rodgers. You, 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 Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, guys like that, you're not overpaying because there's only so many actual quarterbacks that you want on your roster. You know what I mean? You don't want to be left at Jordan Love or you. go get Drew Locke or Cam Newton or, you know, P.J. Walker. Or some of, like, you don't want to be stuck with that. And quarterbacks are at a premium, so – this is what the market dictates a four what four time MVP back to back winner. Of course he's worth it, but it's a matter of what you do with the rest of your money. That's what matters because the worst special teams is the worst in the NFL. Got to fix that. You're probably going to have to cut the Smith brothers or at least one of them. And your defense isn't that good as is your line gave up the least amount of pressures in the NFL. And that was without Bakhtiari only, so remember that least amount in the NFL of pressure. So Rodgers has a line that protects him, even when yep. Bakhtiari didn't play. You just brought back your star receiver. You got your. But running you back need secure. more receivers. No, I'm just saying. But I'm saying Buck your number Tandem's one guy is great. Back. 
But we saw what happens with the Niners game. Like, when you take Devontae Adams away and you bracket him, who else is there? Scantling's a free agent. You bring him back, he's not very good. Lazard is not very good. Your tight ends aren't very good. I mean, Tanyan's coming off an ACL injury. Like, you have no receiving options out of Devont- outside Devontae Adams. Special teams worse than the league. And the defense is it's suspect, and you're probably going to get rid of one or two of your really good pass rushers. Like, Green Bay is going to be in the same boat come January. I'm not knocking them for getting Rodgers because you had to do this. Understood. There's yep. nothing out there that you could get. Nothing. Nothing. Yep. Unless you go nothing get Russell compares. Wilson, there's nothing. Like, but there's nothing that really truly compares. But then you got to trade yeah. picks to get Russell Wilson. So, like, right. you're – they had to do this. There was no other option. And this signifies that the three years you've had Jordan Love, it's over. Yep. Like, there's no more Jordan Love. So now you got to figure out one of the worst moves in f- first round history because he traded all the way up to get this guy and he never, never really nope. played. Never saw chance. what he had. He played what one or two games like starting. So, I mean, now you got to figure out what you got to do with Jordan love. And clearly the, at least for my money, <laughs> his trade value is not going to be high. So I still think green Bay's in the same damn position there in come end of January. Yeah. No, looking up saying what where do we go wrong because you're not going to fix the other issues you're just focusing on Rodgers and Adams and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and saying carry us like yep. it's a 53 man roster you can't is, win with a couple of guys that's why I would have to do, disagree with both of you I agree with one thing you both said which is you got to lock up Rodgers nothing against that quarterbacks are at a premium that's always going to be the way it is and that's fine but Again, now we know this deal is probably not real. Like it's, you know, we don't, we don't know that uh, it's factual and it's. But it's going to be more than the forty-six million dollar cap hit that he had. It's going to be higher than that. But that's my point. He, yeah. My point is, is you know, you're paying them all this money, but really think about what you're getting. You're getting the band back together. You're getting a guy that hasn't brought you to the promised land in quite some time. You have bringing back a guy. What again? He's an MVP. You know, back to back MVPs. He's got four of them in his showcase. He's one of the all-time greats. But he has had failure after failure after failure after failure in the playoffs in recent memory. Just the past few years, he's had that many failures, let alone his whole career. He's only had one big run where he made where he won the Super Bowl, where he got he captured the Lombardi and he said, I, I am a world champion. I agree that you need to lock up Aaron Rodgers. That's not what I'm gonna say. But that kind of money, I'm sorry is just outrageous. Now, again, I understand quarterbacks demand a lot of money, but if Aaron Rodgers wants to win a title, which I'm assuming he does because that's why he'd come back. At this stage of his career, I don't think he's coming back because he wants more money. It's because he loves the game and he wants to play more. I would be shocked if he straight up said to them, no, I need all this money. I can't possibly take any sort of pay cut. I got to get like $50 million a year, Right. I think if that is how he is, which I don't think he would ever – I think he's a diva, but I don't think he'd ever be that far. I think he would sacrifice money for winning. I think it is too much money because, again, he's a great quarterback, and I know you got to lock him up. But, John, you hit the nail on the head. You've got to fix the rest of your problems. And spending it all in one position, you're screwing yourself. You're giving no chance to win because all the Packers did in in, in today, right – 
They spent a bunch of money probably. We don't know what they actually spent on Rodgers, but realistically they probably spent quite a bit of money regardless of what that contract is in length and actual money. I'm sure it's a, you know, it's a good chunk of change. It's not going to be cheap. You brought Devontae Adams back on a franchise tag, and you probably did that because you're going to pay out the money to Aaron Rodgers, so you can't shell out money to actually give Devontae Adams the contract he deserves. And you probably just spent a majority of the money you had for free agency on the same two guys to just keep the same few players together. But guess what? Nothing is fixed. So as far as I'm concerned, like John said, you're right back where you were a couple months ago at the end of January, right? You're right back where you were. You haven't fixed anything. You brought back Rodgers and you brought back Adams. That's it. Congrats. But to me, it's not money well spent because while you got to bring those guys back, you got to improve the team because unless you won the championship, your team was not the best it could have been, obviously. Okay. So, the only team that you could say was the best it could have been based on the roster and obviously the circumstances and all that were the LA Rams. They won the Super Bowl. They might not have had the perfect team on paper, but Everything went right. They're the only team you could argue that say, hey, they were the perfect team. They won for a reason, right? But, Jake, what's the alternative? Oh, I mean, I'm if saying, you let Rodgers yeah, that's if you let, Aaron Rodgers there's nothing take less out money. there. That's if what I'm saying. If you let Rodgers go, hold on, Jake, too much if money. you let Rodgers go, what's the alternative? Oh, I agree. I'm saying he's take, if that's the deal he's getting, that is too much money. And okay. I'm saying I'm not blaming the Packers. I'm blaming Rodgers for not but saying. But that's the market. That's what the market dictates. Right. Patrick Mahomes set the market yeah. being right, a but, half a billion dollar 10 yes. year quarterback. Right, but that's the thing. It's 10 okay. years and he's young. But but Mar- Rogers just won back to back MVPs. He You're, has le- like not only that leverage, but he has uh, previous leverage with the Packers at right, like back to back MVPs, and you're already getting a forty six million dollar cap hit. Like, of course you're gonna get a raise. You just right. won back to back MVPs, right, but, and and also like, he wants to win. He's not helping his team to win. That's where I. Okay, that's where I take is, it. But, okay, but I disagree with you. I disagree with you in this regard. And very rarely will I ever compare divisions. But let's think of it like this for a minute. Let's take a look at the NFC South right now. The NFC South is Matt Ryan's division to lose. Okay? It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. The NFC North is Aaron Rodgers' division to lose. So you look at the schedule. You got six games where you're going to go five and one, if not six and oh, playing against the Chicago's, the Minnesota's and the Detroit's of the world. That's number one. Number two, you have proven that you can go back to back 13 wins in a regular season. 13. They added an extra game and okay, you lost that one. But that's because you didn't come to training camp and then you got your ass handed to you the first game of the regular season against Jacksonville. So then what did you do? You ran off 13 wins and you lost three. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers understands where he is at right now. He understands the system. He understands the situation. He understands the circumstance. He only has two things that he needs to do, two obstacles that he needs to overcome. Beat the San Francisco 49ers in the postseason win a Super Bowl. And I guarantee you, if he does the first, the latter will come. Because we have seen it. We know what he's capable of. Outside of bringing black, I mean, bringing back Clay Matthews as a linebacker, okay, that's the only thing missing from Aaron Rodgers being successful. 
So that's why I say I can't judge the the contract, whatever it may be. But if it is close to what what was reported earlier today, right. I can't argue that because it doesn't matter. He's going to go out there. He's going to do what we expect him to do. And then it's just get over the hump. Get that monkey off your back, beat San Francisco in the playoffs, and then go win a Super Bowl in Arizona. You know, that that's that for me will be okay. Aaron Rodgers clearly now. And 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 again, people are like, well, he's 38, you know, four years. If that's the contract, he'll be 42. He's not Brady. To me, that means nothing because right. That's exactly we, my point. No, the so, four years to me means nothing. He doesn't take many hits either. He doesn't. He doesn't. No, hits. but forget that. To, to forty-two, Tom Brady could do it, and I'm not trying to compare them, but they're both fantastic quarterbacks as they're getting older. I to me, and that I just was not got done telling you guys he was the least pressured quarterback in the NFL this right. year. Right, but forget that. Even forgetting that, I mean, I look at Tom Brady. If Tom Brady was doing what he was doing. Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. He can do that too. I'm not worried about the age thing. I'm not one of those people that worries about the age. If you know who playing, was 28th in pressures last year for an offensive line? The Denver Broncos. 28th. Oh, you want to just and Russell Wilson that? is gone there. That's what we want to talk about. We're going to just skip over the rest of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Okay. I'm just telling you. I'm no. just telling you. Aaron Rodgers was the best in the NFL his line in that regard, and the Broncos were one of the worst at 28. I'm just saying. I'll finish, I want you to know I'll that. Finish, so that's on the table. I will finish this, and then we can move to the Broncos talk because I know you want to talk about that. That's fine. Uh, that's like I said. That's, that's on the docket. We got to talk about it. Trust me. I I know we got to keep things moving because there's there's a lot of stuff to be covered today. I know. Um, Look, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I'm cool with that. It's just for me, I wish, like if, it, if, if I heard tomorrow the actual deal is $40 million a year, I would say, you know what, that's good. You know why? He took a small pay cut, but it's a pay cut nonetheless, and he just freed up cap space for his team to go out and sign somebody else with that new money. That's where I take the problem. But it's and hard not- to ask a professional athlete who just won back-to-back MVPs Hey, and take who less knows money. what the market is for his right. position? Like, I, I can't, I can't reach into somebody else's pockets and say, "Hey, you know, you should take less." Like, you know how can you ask Aaron Rodgers that? Look you know at, what I mean? Look at Tom like, Brady. Tom Brady did that his whole career. No, I get that. And I know the market was different. Now, the market money. was different. Granted, I that is that needs to be clarified. The market was yeah. different. You know, ten years ago when Tom Brady was in his prime, getting these contracts than it is now. But Tom Brady was not one of those quarterbacks that was at the very tippy top. He was actually probably maybe top 10, but he wasn't number two or three. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to be number one or two, depending on his contract most likely. Tom Brady always said, all right, let me take a little bit of a pay cut to let my team get what their needs are, right? To to funnel that money somewhere else. And that, to me, that's what a good leader does. And, and Tom Brady went out and won MVPs too. He won Super Bowls. He won Super Bowl MVPs, and he did all that and still wasn't forcing – uh, you know, the past to say, give me all the money, give me all the money, give me all the money. And even when he went to Tampa, he did the same thing. Now he, he got more money in Tampa than he got in, in uh, New England, but he still didn't say, give me all the money, give me all the money. He still took somewhat, if you will, of a pay cut to allow his team to go get other players to improve his team. And so again, that's where I take the problem. And it's not the Packers fault themselves. I actually, I'm taking fault with Aaron Rodgers with this, that the man should say, look, I did earn this money. You're right. But I also want to win. And I know the only way to win is to fix the issues. That's my problem. And I, 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 it's not that he doesn't earn it or deserve it. That's not it. It's that if you want to fix things, right, you know it costs money. 
Where are you going to make up that money? You might have to loosen up your pocket just a little bit, buddy. I, I, it's just. I mean, they've won, what, 13 or more games, like Eric no. said. They keep winning right. 13 more games. Like, at some point, like, this has to fall on Rodgers. Like, this is every year. That's they my just point. win double-digit games. They get far into the playoffs, and then they just collapse. Like, and that's you my point. just say, well, the team sucks because, like, you're getting deep into the playoffs and winning 13 games, and every year it's But look at this year, ending. for example. You know Why did I mean? they lose it's this like, year? They lost this year. Special teams was a big issue. Special teams was part of the reason they yeah, lost so this year. Yeah, so was the offense. So was the offense not doing anything. But and, scoring a touchdown in the opening and drive. And then that's, that's my it. point, though. What was the exact thing you said, John? They need to go get another receiver. Right? Oh, yeah. And how are they going to do that with all that money tied up in Aaron Rodgers' contract? Exactly my point. Well, and remember so they I, spent again, big money on Jimmy Graham a couple years ago for him. Yeah. They signed him to a big contract a couple years ago when he came from Seattle. You know what I, I mean? Know. So it's not like they I'm, haven't tried. No, I mean, this guy's had but Aaron Rodgers Jennings in his career, money. Jordy Nelson. I'm just like, saying this guy's Aaron Rodgers Donald Driver is not like, helping anybody. It's not I, like this I, guy I, hasn't had great players around him in his career. You know? I know. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying. You're, you specifically said he needs another yeah. receiver. The only way to get another receiver is save a little bit of that cheddar and put it somewhere else. Maybe tell Devontae Adams to take less. Devontae Adams got franchise tagged. He didn't ask. He wanted he got, $30 million. <laughs> But he didn't get it, so it doesn't matter. He didn't get what he wanted. He got franchise tagged. Well, they can't afford what he wants. That, but that's my point. Yeah. The team is tied up paying plays, players like Aaron But Rock. is he going to be okay with them cutting one of the Smith brothers to go and get him another weapon? And then the defense Aaron isn't Rogers? as good. Probably. Yeah. yeah. You know why is he going to be, okay be happy when the defense is giving up points in the playoffs? But you know why he wouldn't mind? Because touchdowns? the narrative. No, I'll tell you why he wouldn't mind. Because the narrative wouldn't be Aaron Rodgers didn't score enough points. Aaron Rodgers didn't but do this. But he still wouldn't lose. He still wouldn't have another ring. Like, that's the thing. And it's all going to fall back on him. He is a diva, and you know that. And I you know, know I'm just that saying, he like, doesn't want Eric's the attention point. to be blamed at him. He wants other people to get to take the blame. You know that. You know that. Eric knows that, too. Listen, all I'm saying is this. Since LaFleur and Rodgers have come together, you know what their record is? Do you? I'll tell you. Um, 39 and 10 in the regular yeah, season. Something yeah. like that. Yep. 39 and 10 in the regular season the last three years. 13 and What's three, 13 record? and three, 13 and four. So, you know, they have the formula to get it done. They just have to get the proverbial monkey off their back, which I say if they come to, to, to play San Francisco again in the playoffs and they find a way to beat the San Francisco 49ers, they are going to still got to beat the Rams. The Rams aren't going anywhere. I'm not saying that, but if it matches up to where, yeah, if it matches up to where Eric Green Day just, and San Fran play each other, that's right. what I'm Eric saying. Eric is is just basically pointing out the fact that Aaron Rodgers' biggest bugaboo, if you will, yeah, has been. I love line. that. Thank you, the bugaboo. I like that. <laughs> I was I was like, oh, that's that's a good one, right? Yeah, but you're yeah. right. You're right. What is what has plagued him almost every every year in the playoffs? When he faces the Niners, he just it's like he falters. I don't know what it is. So, all right, John, you wanted to talk about uh, Mr. Yeah. Russell Wilson himself, right? Yeah. Chef Russ, I'll give you the floor, sir. I thought it was asinine listening to the Sports Arena show today. You wow. guys talking whoa, whoa, about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my thing. Wow. Ray Lynn said they're a quarterback away 
And you clearly, Raylan, have done no research on Ooh, the Denver wow, Broncos. You've wow. done zero research on the Denver Broncos wow. because anybody that says they're a quarterback, hey John, away can you give me two seconds? Can you just pause for one second, buddy? To this team, just one second. I just want to put this up because that was just under fire. So we are not responsible for your thoughts or actions or words. This is all you, man. I Look, just I got to cover our butts. This team is not a quarterback away. Not, their offensive line wasn't very good this this past year. Their offensive line hasn't been good. In Hold a while. on, John. What was the stat you threw at us about? They were twenty eighth. They're the the that was least pressure. The Broncos wasn't it? no, in in most pressures allowed. Oh, okay, they were twenty eighth. Packers were first. Broncos were almost dead last. So they allowed almost the most pressures in the NFL. That doesn't make sense. You mean twenty eighth? You twenty eighth? So when you tw- give up yards, when you give up yards. Be- Yes, almost dead last. So most, yes, that's bad. Most pressures allowed at the top would be the worst. No, first I mean, place. It's like giving up yards allowed. You're first in yards allowed as a defense. You've yeah, that's a bad thing. That's right. That's no, that's first is good. You want to be the best team in the league. The Broncos gave up the third most least amount of points. Whatever, whatever. We're, okay, we're, so the Broncos I, I were one of the, the Broncos were one of the worst offensive lines, at least when it comes to pressures this past season. Maybe part of that is the quarterbacks are just terrible there. But when the line isn't very good and Cortland Sutton, I know you talked about him earlier because I listened to what you said, and I liked Cortland Sutton coming out of the draft, but I need to see him put it together. I need to see him not be injured because he's been nothing but injured. He's been inconsistent, and this is a guy I really love his talent, but he hasn't put it together yet. And hopefully Russ can be that guy to pull that out of him because I love what Cortland Sutton can be but I haven't seen it yet. Jerry Judy, he has them Eagles, Nelson Aguilar hands. Got hands of stone. He can't catch a ball. So I don't know if I would say that. I'm waiting for Jerry Judy to be able to catch a football because he hasn't figured out that you're supposed to, as a receiver, catch a football. Noah Fant, who was disappointing, is gone. So you no longer have a tight end. Your offensive line isn't very good. The receivers need to step it up. The running back is fantastic. They got Mike Munchak as an offensive line coach, which I absolutely love. They got Melvin Gordon. That bum is gone. So finally, Javante Williams can get all the carries he wants. And I think that's going to be great for the Broncos. I think it'd be great for Russell Wilson. The defense, it was a little bit, a little bit of fool's gold. I was looking at some of their rankings. They're a little bit of fool's gold in that defense, but they did allow third least amount of points. So they're really good in that aspect. So I'm, my point is they're not a quarterback away. They still have some holes. They have some issues. They're going to lose that number nine pick in the draft. So they're not going to be able to address that with a top pick. Now, let's just knock, not kill the narrative that they're a quarterback away because that's just stupid. That's just asinine. You're not paying attention to the team. That's my little rant on the Broncos because I wanted people to know that you need to study the teams a little bit better than just heat of the moment garbage. So I think there, what I'll done. say about Ray Lynn is this. I, I love Ray Lynn. I just I want to, think, all the people out there because there's more people out there that are going to say they're a quarterback away. No, you do your research. The Broncos are on, not the so Bucks. They don't I have don't Chris think, Godwin and Mike Evans. I don't think they're a quarterback away from winning a championship. I but that's think, the point is they have to win I, a championship. On, you trade on. all that to get him. Hold on, relax, relax. I'm not going to disagree with you, man. Whew. I'm going to say I, I think they're a quarterback. A they were a quarterback away from making the playoffs, and that is a fact. And I will tell you this. Do I think they're a championship caliber team at the current state that they sit at? No. But here is the thing. 
if you make the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Because you know what? Anything can happen in the playoffs. And Eric knows that better than anybody else, right? His Philadelphia Eagles, as much as it pains me to talk about it, they won a Super Bowl. And who did they win it with? They won it with Nick Foles of all people. Okay, the man is not even good enough to be a starter at this point. And it's not disrespecting him. It's just that's the way it is, right? He wasn't the starter on that team. He wasn't the starter on the team he's on now. He's not going to probably be a starter most likely for the rest of his life. And that's just the way it is. But it doesn't matter because you know what? At the end of the day, he is one of two people to beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. And you know what? That is something he can hang his hat on all day. And that's what's important here. Russell Wilson has won a championship before. He's not just Nick Foles, right? He's not just some guy that's really a backup quarterback that I don't want to say got lucky. this organization in the Denver Broncos. But, on, but he got hot, right? What happened with the Eagles? They got hot. They caught fire. Things went their way. And that's just the way – and that's what happens in the playoffs sometimes, right? And there's no disrespect. But that's just that's, – that's the way sports work. But here's the thing. Russ is a good quarterback. Russ won a Super Bowl based on that defense. No, no, no. Uh, hold on. But what I'm going to say is this. Russ is a good quarterback. He's not nearly as, what he, as good as what he used to be, though. I know he's not. Well, well, in but, 2020, he threw 40 touchdowns. Hold on. Let me finish. Russ is Please. not as good as what he used to be. You look at last year, it was not a great year. He's not. I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm not saying he's you know in his prime anymore. He's not that same Russell Wilson. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. He's going to be on a team with as not nearly as good of an offensive line, which is going to hurt him. But here's the most important thing. A, I think he can get to the team to the playoffs because they have a strong defense and they do have some weapons on that offense. And with the right quarterback, I do think they have a chance to play really well. I think a good quarterback does help receivers and other offensive players improve their play. I think that's just the way that goes. And B, if he gets them to the playoffs, I do believe they'll have a chance depending on – how their season looks, how the team shapes up to be, you know, depending on what happens, right? And just, you know, the general fact of who makes the playoffs that year because I, you don't know who's going to make the playoffs this year. Honestly, we don't. I can tell you one or two teams that will make it, but that doesn't mean anything to me because it's the same thing every year. We don't know. So I'm not guaranteeing he's going to win them a championship, John. You're probably right. He won't. But there's A, free agency, free agency still left. B, he'll help them make the playoffs for certain. And C, as soon as the playoffs start, it's a whole new world. It's a, it's its own its own beast. It's completely different. Things are basically reset to some extent. So I give every playoff team some sort of chance, and I do think this is at least a playoff team now. So when Ray Lynn said they were a quarterback away, I disagree that he was a, that saying uh, you know they were a quarterback away from a championship. Well, that's the whole point. No, of it. I know, but I'm not saying say they're a they were a quarterback away from away. improving by one win. I know, but they were a quarterback away from making the playoffs. And if you make the playoffs, you always have a chance. Even if it's a low chance, it's still a chance nonetheless. So let me address not only the two of you, but let me address <laughs> the people in the chat who are asking us to address the comments. John, I'll start with you. First off, the next time you formulate your lips – to say that the sports arena was asinine today and what we were I, talking I about. I said some of those things you guys said. I watched some it. Of the, some of the things we some said things were you asinine. Guys said. John, next time, you know what? Bring yourself on the show. <laughs> you know talk. I'm always available. Yeah. You want well, to we add, today, on. 
So I asked people work. to Post come on. So was I. So was I. No excuse, John. Shut, shut oh, your yes. mouth and, shut your stop mouth and open your ears. Win- <laughs> so, stop making windows. So let me say this, okay? Yes, John. First off, what he said was his opinion. And whether I agree or disagree with it, the fact of the matter is Denver got better because they acquired Russell Wilson. Now, to Jake's point, Jake is saying they are a quarterback. Now that they have him, they're going to make the playoffs. Well, let's not forget, you're playing in a division that has Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Carr. You've got to see them six times. So Russell Wilson has got to be the guy now to supersede those three guys because Denver has always been third, if not bottom of the barrel. Now, to the comments that people are chiming in, let me start. Let me just, I'm reading some of them. First off, John spitting facts, Broncos quarterbacks always yeah. bust. Your shirt, John, apparently makes you less credible, but they still agree with I you, which means that. they're not Oriole fans. The supporting cast is shot. Well, I disagree with that because I do feel, as I said earlier, if Judy and Sutton and Wilson can form a chemistry, I think Sutton stands to have a breakout year. We know what the run game is. Let me find out who their tight end is going to be, and then we can have that conversation. I think the defense is a bend, don't break. To your point about receivers, I think a great example is Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup was a good receiver before Matt Stafford showed up. Then you add a good quarterback. They make a connection. Boom. Now he's one of the best players in all of football. He's one of the best receivers you could have. Point proven. Right. So you're you're, and you're so, absolutely right. So a quarterback can really make that difference, and that's a that was a good. I didn't think about that until you said what you just said. And this is my last point. Since you want to talk about the Rams, more importantly, Cooper Cup. Okay, look what the Rams did last year. They threw in all their chips to get Matt Stafford. Denver kind of doing the same thing. As the season progressed, they brought in weapons on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball to strengthen the team. So we still don't know aside from what they're going to do in the drafts coming up in about a month and some change. Then we have the start of the season. And they are going to, I think, at some point realize, hey, we need some complementary pieces to make this team not only a playoff team, but we have a true, a true, not a legitimate, but a true shot of making a run in the postseason. So that is why I say... Russell Wilson to Denver. New system, new coach, new weapons. Let's see how it plays out before we decide boom or bust. Because the Rams just proved. So did the Bucs two years ago. The Bucs proved it. The Rams just did it. So why can't Denver with Russell Wilson do the same exact thing? Not saying it's going to happen, but they are putting themselves in a position to where if other big names want to come, because I'm telling you what, if I'm Tyler Lockett, I'm on the phone with my agent saying, do whatever the hell you got to do, but put to me, get me out of here. my man. I agree. So can I, can I address guys saying that he sucks and that he's out of his prime? Who, Russell let me just read. I didn't let say me just suck. read you. I hold on. I didn't say suck. No, said, in the comments, somebody said not you. he sucks. Oh, okay. Okay. Let okay. me read his I thought you said me because I said, all I said was he's not in his prime anymore, which is, it's a fact. I didn't no, say no, bad, it's not a fact. It's not a fact. You're wrong. Uh, let me read his record in his career. Before this past year, where he got hurt, clearly was not 100%, even coming back. It was not the same guy. We can all agree. Like, just was not the same. He tried. He gave it a go. Wasn't 100%. 
years before 2021, 12 and 4, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 9 and 7, 10, 5 and 1, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, 13 and 3, 11 and 5. That's double digit wins all but one year of his career. Don't you dare tell me he's washed up. And some of these past years with the Seahawks, you know that the line's been terrible, that that, that he's care that's they're held together by duct tape and glue. Russell Wilson's been the only thing keeping that team together. And Jake, I want to address you. Because you said he's out of his prime. Before he got injured this past season, he had 40 touchdowns and 13 picks. 40 touchdowns and 13 picks. Don't you dare tell me this guy's washed up when he throws 40 touchdowns. I didn't touchdowns. say he was washed up, you John. he's out of his prime. So he's out John, of his prime. all I said was he's not as good as he was like 10 years ago. 40. Before that, he threw 31 touchdowns and five picks. The year before that, 35 touchdowns, seven picks a year before that. 34 touchdowns, 11 picks a year before that. Where's the end of his prime, man? John. Where? John, relax. Where? Tell me where he's out of his prime with those stats. If you relax for a second, I will tell you. I give him his pass this past year with being injured. I give him his pass. But the years before that, years I read to you, four straight years, 34 touchdowns, 35, 31, 40. Don't you dare tell me he's washed up because I still think he has a lot in the tank. Thank you. You were done? I just had to make sure you knew the stats. You're done. Sem facts. You're done. All I said was, based on what we saw this past year, I was just trying to use this most recent year. All right? Relax. Russell Wilson did not have as nearly of good of a season. Okay? All I'm saying is his QBR this year was down, okay? His yards were down. His touchdowns were down. His interceptions were, I guess you could say, consistent because it's the same amount of interceptions. But he threw – if you do touchdown-interception ratio, that is down. John, all I'm saying is in 14 games this year, he had his worst season yet. Right. I'm not saying – He did have the club finger or whatever. Relax, relax. I'm not saying that Russell Wilson is bad. I still think he's a great quarterback. Not There's never been that word out of my mouth. All I was saying was, I think this past year may be indicative of what he may be and his future. I'm not saying he's going to be this bad. I'm not saying he's not going to break 30 touchdowns. He may still do that. All I'm saying is he had a bad offensive line. He's going to have a bad offensive line again this year. I think that the Russell Wilson we saw this past year is going to be somewhat indicative of what we will see for the rest of his career. It doesn't mean he's bad. I'm not saying he's he's dead. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's he's uh, you know a, a limp player just out there, kind of like Peyton Manning was, uh, you know, w- when he was with the Broncos at the end of his tenure. I'm not saying that. I think honestly, what we're going to see with Russell Wilson is probably something very similar to Peyton Manning, which is. He's going to be pretty good for a couple of years and then he's going to fall off and he's going to be literally dead, but that's okay. Because I'm, my point is I think for Russell Wilson, I don't think he's going to reach that Peyton Manning level. I think that's a little much, but I think he will be good again this year. He'll be good again the next year. He'll be good again. Maybe that year after, and then he'll taper off and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I was just simply saying, I don't think you're going to see the 40 touchdown years in these next couple of years. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't think we're going to see those 40 touchdowns. I'm not saying we're not going to see close to 30 or maybe, you know, just in that those low 30s. I'm not saying that. They totally could see those 
really high 20s, low 30s still, which is still good. But I'm saying when Russell Wilson was at his peak, something like a 40 year, uh, you know, 40 touchdowns a year would be nothing to him. That's what I mean by that. And I'm not just going off the statistics. I'm going off of the way he played, the way he actually was able to play the game because that's the way he was. That's all. He's just he's getting older, and that's the way it goes. It's not it's not like a knock on him. I think he's going to be great for this team. But he's only thrown forty touchdowns once in his career. That was twenty twenty. You're right. But look at his look. Look at. I'll give you a a solid stretch. From seventeen to twenty, he didn't throw under thirty touchdowns. He threw for most of the time thirty four or more. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That yeah. was when he was really at his peak. I'm saying he's just going to fall off a little bit more. That's all. Just, just so a little is, bit. Just, so, in that, so in regard to that, Jake, then what do you consider a little bit to be? Because just a couple touchdowns. Okay, so let's go from 35 to 31. Maybe 30. Would that be favorable? Yeah, and that's okay. it. That's all I'm saying. That's still putting him in a different level, okay? Yes. We've seen quarterbacks go that. through the process of having good and bad moments. However... Russell Wilson, as John pointed out, even though he was screaming, his points are valid. This man, on average, over the last four to five years, averaged 34, 34 touchdowns, okay? So you bringing him into a situation in Denver where they need a leader. They need an experienced quarterback to come in and lead this team. And Russell Wilson is that. So how they address the free agency, how they address the draft, how they address training camp is going to speak volumes as to where this team is going to rank. But again, I go back to what I said earlier. You have to face Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr twice. Once in your home stadium and once you go travel. So that's why it's imperative that we look at this and say, okay, if we feel Russ is tapering off, then we have to, no matter what his record is, we have to say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers because Father Time is undefeated. I feel both of these men could play another three years. I don't know if they're going to be consistent, but I feel they could play. But if Russell Wilson even has, let's just say, a quarter more time throughout the entire season where he doesn't have to scramble, then we're truly going to see what Russell Wilson is. Because what do we know about Russell Wilson? He takes the ball, takes five steps back, has to scramble left to right, hold the ball for way too long, and then shoot rainbows up in the air and tell you that Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, go get it. Yep. But he is one of the best at throwing that rainbow. And the thing is, like these past couple years, he's had Chris Carson, who's always injured. He's had mainly that. He hasn't had Marshawn Lynch, the real Marshawn Lynch, in a long time. He has Javante Williams, who is really, really good. And I think this guy's going to yeah. be a stud. And I think him and Wilson together. And Mike Munchak, who, if you know anything about Mike Munchak, is a Hall of Fame. Off, he, this, guy's a, this guy's amazing as an offensive line coach. They have him. So that run game is going to be amazing. I think that will complement Wilson a lot. I think his, maybe his touchdown numbers do come down a little bit. I think that would be because Javante Williams runs the ball and runs and in more touchdowns. There you go. But that's good for them. But that, but that's because my point. you want to be able to run the ball, eat the clock up, control the game. My you point know, was, and, John, and, and then that opens up the game. I'm not the saying Russell Wilson is going to be bad. I just meant we may not see – 
the Russell Wilson from a couple of years ago where he really does everything for a team. He may be able to, to do but saying, he may able to do less because he's got a more well-rounded team now. And right. that's not a bad thing. None of this was meant to no, be not at all. Russell Wilson's bad. He's you know, he's old, he's decrepit, he's I think he's going to be he's going to do wonders for this team. I really do. And that's why I brought up Peyton Manning. So you think it'll be kind of like the the Seahawks with the Legion of Boom type of team? Um, you know what I mean? Whereas run, run the ball, control the clock. I don't, make those I don't big know if passes. I want to p- compare them that way just because. No, I'm just saying like based on But what if you mean talking. play style, yes. I think I could definitely see that kind of concept. If you mean in talent and how well no, they play. Scheme no, wise, like Yeah, I could see that. I, I could see that because they do have a strong defense. But anyway, the reason I brought up Peyton Manning was it's again the same concept where you have a good quarterback coming into a system which – has solid receive, you know, solid weapons, right? And a strong defense. It's it's eerily That's reminiscent. Fair. And it's That's completely fair. different quarterbacks with totally different play styles and talents. But it's a very similar situation, which is why I said, you know what? I do feel somewhat confident in this team's ability to end up maybe making a run because it's that similar concept where strong defense again, solid quarterback, you know, even though he's older, right? And solid weapons, anything can happen. Denver's proved they've done it once. There's no reason they can't. And Von Miller may be coming back. He's hinted at wanting to come back to Denver already. And now that they add a quarterback, you know, like Russell Wilson, I would not be surprised if he gave a home team, you know, he, he said he'll, you know, let me give a little hometown discount and come back to, to Denver. I can see it. He's hinted at on his social media that he's, he's heavily considering it. You know, he, he said, I wonder if they'll have me back, I think is what he said. So, all right. I know we got. A, I know we're short on time, um, but I, I'm assuming the third topic was Calvin Ridley. If I'm wrong, please tell me. You are 100 percent correct. That's what I wanted to bring up. So let me just say this about Calvin Ridley, and I, I preface my comments by saying, like we said earlier, these are my comments and my comments alone. Okay, Calvin Ridley was away from his team. Calvin Ridley had no, he wasn't allowed on the field. He wasn't allowed in the building. He had no contact with the team whatsoever. No contact with the team whatsoever. So he decided to bet on his team. Yep. And because of that, and if if what they said is true, that DraftKings were the one that snitched on him, (laughs) I'm like, hold up, man. I mean that's just that's just wrong on so many levels. But if that fact that well, is well, true, the thing is the NFL has an app. They have a system to where if if you, he played the only legal betting app in the state, and the NFL has this thing called it's called Genius, and it's supposed to flag whenever people, coaches, players, whatever, are participating in these things, and it flagged him, and the NFL was notified by. Their very own system. So okay. it wasn't fit. It wasn't like DraftKings said, "Hey, guess what? Count Riley's, you know, betting." It was. It was I think it was FanDuel actually, but that's all right. Whichever it was. What I'm saying is this: How Calvin Ridley doesn't have number one the common sense, and number two, someone in his party, his group, his posse, his boys, to be like, "Bro, what the hell are you doing?" And because of you breaking the rules, we talked about this in, with every other league. Now you're suspended for the entire season. Yeah. What? Like, yeah, so what, I, like what were you thinking on this, Calvin Ridley? You are Ryan's number one guy. This was your moment. The division was open for you to take over. 
and now Matt Ryan doesn't have you? Yeah. So let me let me say two things. First of all, you talk about the suspension being the full season. I'm sorry, but I saw this on social media and it infuriated me when I thought about it. Let me give you a couple examples of some other players and their length of suspension and what they did. Ray Rice, he beat his fiance. He was only suspended for two games. Ezekiel Elliott, he hit a woman. He was suspended for six games. Josh Gordon for drug use was suspect suspended for I mean a million different times. Marijuana, let's call it marijuana. But, but the, it was suspended over and over again. But each time was not super lengthy. Calvin Ridley bets on a game. He suspended for a full season. Now I understand they got to make a guinea pig. You know they got to they got to make an example out of him. But I in in no way can I understand how the NFL claims. Yeah, this guy bet on games. He gets suspended a full season. This guy beats his fiance two games. I'm sorry, but if that's the precedent you're setting, to me, unacceptable, egregious, pathetic, disgusting, a million different descriptions I can use, it bothers me to no avail because it's just, I understand betting on games is wrong, completely understood, and I understand you should be suspended, but you're telling me that physically abusing another human being is not nearly as bad? That's not a good precedent to be setting. That's number one. And number two, I actually want to give credit to the Falcons organization because I saw this the other day and I actually was really impressed with them. So the Falcons knew that there was a chance he might be suspended. I'm sure they were informed about what was happening and yeah. the league investigating. The league intentionally, or excuse me, the Falcons intentionally did not entertain any conversations about trading Ridley because of the fact that they knew about the suspension. Now, they didn't have to do that, but to the Falcons' credit, I say, you know what, I give you guys respect for that. Because you knew he might be in trouble. And instead of thinking, let me trade away my problems, you said, no, no, no. That's not fair of us to do that to you without you knowing it because other teams may not have known that. Good on them. As far as what he did, you know the rules. You got what, what was coming to you. Again, the suspension length and all that, I take problem with you. Understood. I, I said my, my piece. But, I mean, come on, man. Just – you, you you know what's going to happen. You know if you get caught, what you're going to get caught, it's not going to end well. Just, you know, what are you thinking? As I said before, the NFL is not, they're not, they're all about getting in bed with these uh, gambling companies and making, what did I say, 250 or $270 million they were uh, supposed to make off of gambling companies before the start of this past season. They're all about that. But then whenever it comes to a guy gambling on the game, which I, I let me preface, that's wrong. I don't believe in it. I think it's not okay. But the NFL, you know, is all about promoting gambling and all this stuff, making all this money. But then whenever somebody else does it in the league, it's like, hey, we're going to hit you with a year suspension. Like, like you said, Jake, like, I mean, Kareem Hunt, Greg Hardy yeah, got to come back one. and play yep. for the Cowboys. Like all these instances of these guys getting – Short suspensions are getting to come back and really gets hit with a year suspension. I just think it's a bit hypocritical of the NFL, you know. I agree. To be in bed with these gambling companies and then knock somebody for gambling on the game. I, I just think it's a bit hypocritical. I'm against, you know, anybody being able to gamble on the game. Like, But then again, like I said last night, these guys play fantasy football, right? I'm sure they put money in pots with each other. That's gambling. Not opposed to that, are you? That's gambling. Just saying. 
Yeah, I agree. All right, gentlemen, we are basically out of time, so uh, let's wrap things up here. Uh, any, if there's any final thoughts, go right ahead. If not, uh, I'll, I'll throw it to John first to just, you know, our, our usual wrap-up. You know, yep. you know how Fox, it goes. Fox Sports 1340 AM, Sideline Sports Network, of course. You can find all of our stuff on Sideline Sports uh, YouTube page. We have all of our great shows. Make sure you check all of them out all throughout the week. Sunday through Saturday, we have shows every single day, so you're going to check them out. Bluehawks13 on Twitter, Bluehawks13 NFL on Instagram. Eric? Uh, your man Eric Wilson, Monday and Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Sports Arena. The second best show, we're part of the Sideline Sports Network family. Yeah, I said it. Damn it. Uh, but I mean, listen, from the NBA carousel to the NFL carousel, NFL carousel to the gauntlet to the play callers, sports arena, sideline sports. I mean, we got a whole litany of shows, the pundits, pundits. So just, squad pod. you know, squad pod, the whole entire rundown of this family is just amazing. Uh, you know, tomorrow night's going to be interesting. Got some special guests in the house. Make sure you check it out. EC Wilson 76 on Twitter and IG. Guys can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Malik. Uh, you know, on this show, I may pop up on other shows, you know, all the sideline sports stuff. Uh, you guys can find Sideline Sports. More importantly, uh, as you see scrolling across the bottom of your screen, Instagram is Twitter, Sideline Sport 1. YouTube and Facebook, we got pages. We got all that stuff. Um, you know, just look up Sideline Sports. We're on DBNI Television. We're on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that, TikTok. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. I don't think I missed anything. Um, any final thoughts, gentlemen? John Shear, just remember. When you when you see this right here, baby, I'm your worst nightmare. And you're- oh, welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for The The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.